All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Can you see it? Did you The puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice. It only To the line, Hughes scores! In this existence, take you to the sun. First career NHL goal, Quinn Hughes makes it 1 nothing. You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes, the reporter here. Like, I don't, I won't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I'm one of the men in Valentine's Day. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What a Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. Hello Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, delivered to you by the great folks at DoorDash. Ding dong. You can use promo code CONVODD, capital C, capital D is all one word, CONVODD, that will get you 25% off and free delivery on your first order with the DoorDash app. Does not get much better than that, folks. 
My name is David Quadrelli. I'm joined, as always, by the man who built the place, Chris Faber. Our technical producer is Alex Allard. This is the Canucks Conversation. And we're here. We're here to talk about some Vancouver Canucks wins, Chris. Welcome Vancouver back. Canucks have, yeah, thank you. I missed the Friday episode. And How was I'll your get, weekend? Long weekend. Well, I'll get to that in a second. The Canucks have won four of their last five. Coming home tomorrow. I was actually a little surprised about how fast this turnaround is because I, I don't look too far ahead at the schedule. But I looked last night. They play tomorrow. Like they're they're back on Tuesday, and then it's Thursday, and yeah, they just they got a lot of games. Um, we I talk know. about the yeah yeah Canucks, but look at this background here on YouTube. I tell you, what a gorgeous, perfect setting for that cloud, just hanging above it there. Yeah. As I say that, Alex cuts away from it. Thanks, <laughs> Anyways, uh, you and Harmon did a good job on Friday. It was fantastic. I, I listened to your guys' episode. Uh, it was great. I think one area that you, you also you got one of the promo codes wrong. What's that? Um, which is fine. You, you said Convo DD. Our DoorDash code gets fifteen percent off, twenty five percent off, twenty five percent off, twenty five percent off. No way. I say it every episode. Well, Do you not listen? <clears throat> no. The only one I'm worried about right now is Zephyr Epic, because bam, I got myself another shiny. Oh okay. my goodness! Look at this. Uh, yeah, I podcast hit, listeners. I hit Monchan base set shiny. Just a simple graphic. Just okay. a simple, you know, well put together card. You did a pretty good job, actually. Like. Mm. You know, people always talk about how it's necessary that I babysit you on this show, but you actually did I don't know if good. everyone's always saying that. Every, everyone says. Everyone says. Uh, you did a pretty good job last show, I must say. So hats off to you. But I think we kind of glossed over the fact that Harmon said he has an IT YouTube channel mm-hmm. that he started as a kid. That's correct. That's so Harmon that he was giving tech support on YouTube, like when he was a kid. That's insane. Well, it doesn't We glossed me. over that. We glossed over that. I don't think the effort was there to try and find out where the channel is because he said it's still out there. It's just under a different name, so it's going to be hard to find. But if anybody finds it, please tweet at us. Yeah, Harmon was good on Friday. I had a really Harman good time with Harmon. Yeah, that's I'm excited. Every Friday now moving forward. I had a good Friday. I can tell you that. Yeah, what'd you do on your What'd you do in your day off? Took my day. I'm just kidding. It's, it's not a day off. I have a bunch of Feet other up. stuff to do. I'm not going to get into what I did. Um, but there was quite a bit to do around. Yeah, the it's actually really hard to remember doing nothing. That's the thing that I always struggle with too. Especially just when you're doing nothing all I was day. Doing it's hard stuff. to remember stuff. It's just confidential information. This is what happens when you're uh, dust off my shoulders. Senior management. Yeah, it must be nice, eh? Senior management, 21 years old. I had, but at least I had a good time with Harm. I think I'm the Fridays, actually, I'm not, I think I have the better situation now from Friday. I get to hang out with Harm, do the show with him. What do you do? Stay home. You're by yourself. Do Girl, Girlfriends at work. You're just sitting there by yourself, staring at the ceiling, counting down the days until... Christmas. I don't know. What are you up to? Although I did, I did go Black Friday shopping on Friday yeah, during I bet the you show. Did. Yeah, all that extra money, man. All those sales. I wish I could do did the shopping. S- did you see these Black Friday sales? They sucked. Yeah. This is this was these aren't the sales that were causing stampedes. No, no. I'm, Bring I'm, back the stampedes. I like the I like Boxing Day personally. Yeah, Boxing Day has got some good stuff, but you know. Black Friday, you can clean up and you can get ready for Christmas. Like you mm. can get stuff for Christmas. I was, you know, I, I'm partial to Lego. I go on the Lego site. They're like Black Friday sale, and they're advertising all these different sets. They're regular price. Yeah, no, they're not. That's what they get you. And, and, and Lego rarely ever does big sales. I get a re- Lego doesn't go on sale, but all of these places, like mm. uh, I went to Mark's Work Warehouse. They had a great. Okay. Uh, and you know, I shouldn't no free ads and no slandering potential sponsors one day, but they had a great I've sale marks. They don't get back to me. You can talk Looked like a about fantastic it. sale in their flyer. Mm. And then I go and I pick up a jacket. I'm like, Oh, this looks pretty good. And yeah. 
I was like, this is a great jacket. It was on for $69, so that was super nice. nice. And then I go pay, and they're like, oh, yeah, so that'll be $172 mm. or whatever. I was like, oh, I got it off the $69 rack. And they were like, oh, well, that's nice. nice I'll try. Yeah, they were like, I'll go check. So she goes and checks, and then uh, she's like, oh, it's only the black ones. Well, they're sold out of black ones, mm. and then they got two black ones left, and they were both triple XL. I was like, I'm not Well, she should give me this. a call. <laughs> No, uh, not for long. I'm moving down to I the... I might be a single to, XL here pretty quick here. I was just about to segue and say, speaking of uh, cutting down from triple XL, mm-hmm. you're, you've been in the gym every day this month, and I, you've been sending me proof. Day 28 today out of 30. We got 30 days in November. I am on day 28 of going to the gym every single day. So take that, November. Yeah. Worst month of the year so far this year for me, I'd have to say, honestly. Well, it's been bad. What about uh, December? Are you going to keep it going in the month? Like, you know, you don't have to go every day, but no, go I'm at gonna, least I'll three keep times going. a week. I'll yeah. keep going. I, yeah. I do like the feeling after the gym, Atta but boy. Uh, right now it's at that point at the end of the end of the month. I'm like, ah, I've only like I've only got to go three more days. So that's nice. I hear you. Yeah. Okay. I'll get through it this month. I'll be back out there next month as okay. well. Okay. That's enough chit chat. Let's get to the Vancouver Canucks. Oh, it was a yeah, perfect baby. road trip. Oh, Three game road trip, beautiful. and they road did trip. fantastic again. Uh, we didn't really get a chance to talk about the games, but. Uh, you have to be impressed with this team right now. And the thing that keeps getting brought up to me, and I, I've been writing these instant reactions over at Canucks Army, the thing that keeps coming to mind is I'm watching these games, and obviously you enjoy a win, right? Like, it's it's more fun to cover a winner. It's more fun to watch the team win games yeah, energy's than it is up. to lose. You know what? Like, more people read the site, more people interact with the chat, more people watch the podcast. Like, yeah, we're not fans per se, but hey, it's good for us when the Canucks are What's winning the games. Rising tide raises all ships. Yeah, exactly. It's good for us uh, when Canucks the Canucks Army ship going up. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's good for us when the Canucks win games. Like, uh, also, someone pointed out your shirt uh, on the live show. We we should talk about this shirt. I really want to talk about this shirt. It's over at NationGear.ca. The EP40 line. I tell of you, Ikea. I don't know if it's me in the gym or the fit of the shirt, but it fits <laughs> nice on it's me. It's a good shirt. It's a good shirt. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, fits nice. Go get your own at uh, over at nationgear.ca. Uh, we're, we sell those. Mm-hmm. We've, we've had those for a while. We just haven't advertised them very much. No, I like the shirts here. They're there. Go check it out. Simple, fun, EP40. Good time to wear it right now, the way he's playing. We'll get to that. That's our second thing on the uh, on the little ticker down there once we get, once Alex wakes up. Uh, but let's get keep going on the road trip a little bit. Yeah, I think yeah. impressive play throughout from, from top to bottom. You had the same 18 skaters in the lineup for all three of these games, right? I mean, you saw Kyle Burrows be a player that got into the lineup after the loss. He's looked great in that role playing in the, playing on the third pairing there. I think Kyle Burrows, like, I know this isn't like a big thing, but him defending two-on-ones, man, I like the way that Kyle Burrows defends a two-on-one. He, he does can it move. so well. He can move. And when you're playing with Tyler Myers, like, I haven't really thought about this a lot, but maybe that's like the biggest trait that you can have as a defenseman is when you're Tyler Myers' partner, if you're good at defending two-on-ones, you're probably going to have success because Myers is going to somehow give up a lot of two-on-ones. Uh, some interesting reads from him over the few games here. But, yeah, I mean, Spencer Martin picks up two of the wins on that three-game winning streak throughout the road trip there. And and not a – listen, that road trip, that's not easy, right? Like, they, they battled against, obviously, the defending Stanley Cup champions, the best team in the Pacific Division, uh, and then the San Jose Sharks. So say what you want about them. But these were these were some tough games. And, man, the, the Canucks came through really good. And, and you're right. Like, there's definitely some, some building confidence here right now. Obviously, what that Pedersen line is doing, we'll talk about that in the next segment here a little bit. But – 
all in all, just good hockey from this team uh, from top to bottom. I think you're getting some scoring from the back end, some depth scoring, which is interesting too. I think that was great to see as well because obviously we see the numbers that the top guys are putting up uh, and at ridiculous rates, obviously, with Patterson, JT Miller on his point streak, all these guys putting up points, even Brock Besser with the points and everything. But I, I do like what you know what Luke Shen did on this trip. What what just like the guys in the depth, like just chipping in and not maybe not putting up a ton of points, but just being involved in winning, right? Like they're they're maybe not the guys leading your scores every night, like the score sheets are not blowing it up, but yeah, just what the depth players did throughout this road trip, I think, really helped. And I felt like a, even watching the game last night against San Jose, second to back to backs. I didn't really look at it on the on the timesheet or anything, but it just felt like to me like the fourth line was eating up a lot of minutes, eating up a lot of time when they were on the ice. Uh, and they did that through the first 40 minutes, and then kind of third period you had to turn it on and play your top guys. But that's the type of situation on a road trip where you're playing two and two. You know, you got to rely on your fourth line to eat up some minutes. I thought they did a really good job of that last night. Yeah, absolutely. And again, you brought up Kyle Burroughs in Statsies uh, by Michael Liu on Canucks Army. Uh, he had the lowest Corsi percentage of any Canuck, but your eye test helped. Like, like I, I was watching that game and I didn't think Kyle Burroughs looked bad. And again, if Riley Stillman's the other option, like I wouldn't be shocked if Riley Stillman gets in for another game, but I think there's enough moments in a game where you see Kyle Burroughs hustle or you see him, like you said, break up a two-on-one where you go, this guy can't be taken out of the lineup. Like never take this guy out of your lineup. He's somebody that you want around as your seventh defenseman down the line, obviously, but... Mm. He's somebody you want around this room, right? Like, again, there's a lot of talk of culture and there's a lot of talk about, you know, the glue guys there, the compete level. And that's the main thing that I want to talk about is on this road trip. Like we've been saying it for a while. When is this team going to come play for Bruce? Mm. Right? Like they say they like him as a coach. They say they like playing for him. And then when these comments are made about structure and, you know, heavily insinuating that Bruce is the problem with this team, the players didn't show up right away. Like, it still wasn't getting done. And then you talk to the players, and I, I talked to Curtis Lazar. We talked to Luke Shen. There was a few players that came out and said, they were like, it's not systems. Like, it comes down to our hustle. It comes down to winning your board battles. It's it's in the room. Like, it comes down to us getting the job done. And again, that goes back to roster construction all that, but we're not going to get into that. My point is, this road trip, the Canucks just kept their foot on the gas. Mm. They followed the game plan. They, they didn't have that 10 minute, 10 minute lull that Boudreaux talked about in many of these games. Like, exactly. It wasn't that lull that really does cost them in these games. I mean, you saw times where the other teams looked great and they were putting up, uh, you know, scoring at will. It felt like a little bit for these strong teams, especially watching Colorado's power play. That was excellent. Um, but I mean, yeah, like it felt like this team was giving 60 minute efforts and that's a massive thing that's going to help this team actually win games. So. Yeah, I was impressed through and through with the road trip for sure. Alex, we got Alex here now. Uh, Alex, can you blow up the road trip stats? I found some really interesting uh, stats over this three-game stretch, starting with Elias Pettersson. Who, did you see Did you see this? I tweeted this out a little bit earlier today. Uh, Elias Pettersson on the road trip here, 15 shots on net. The second player on the Vancouver Canucks for shots over that three-game stretch, a bunch of players tied at six. You got Miller there with six, Horvat with six, McKayev with six. Uh, who else? Sheldon Dries uh, and uh, Tyler Myers, all with six shots. But I tell you what, Pettersson. 15 shots over that stretch, and he was excellent. And then you can obviously see Andre Kuzmenko with the six points over those three games. There are three goals in his efforts as well. Another interesting one for me that popped off the page here, Oliver Ekman-Larsen with four primary assists over oh, those yeah. last three games. These are the, the players that I say, if you just get a little bit of a boost from the guys that are playing in the depth of your team offensively, like I'm looking at Ethan Bear goal. That was a huge goal. Kyle Burrows' goal to start the game yesterday. 
these big plays from these guys in their depth do so much for the team and when you want to just continue to get closer to wins, and I think that was a big uh, big part of this. But, yeah, I don't know if we want to transition to Patterson just yet because I do want to – I think we got the graphic here of this one, Alex, as well. Can I get uh, the Kyle Burroughs photo of him? Like, now that he's in the lineup, the Canucks won their last three. Uh, King Kyle, he was, he'd been excellent for the Vancouver Canucks uh, over this stretch. I mean, you can't take this guy out of the lineup. You, you can't take him out of the lineup. He was excellent over the last three games in the role that he was put in and put the crown on him. King Kyle, he's the, he's the king of the dog rating right now, too. Almost every game he's up there. Pedersen, I tell you, though, the way he's playing of late, Pedersen's starting to push for it as well. So let's... Uh, Pedersen's starting to push for... And yeah, we'll go to EP40 season here. Pedersen's starting to push for the Hart, the Selkie, the Ted Lindsay, maybe even the Vesna with his performance in that he one game with the Netpole. Get, getting a second shirt here at Canucks Army, the way he's playing. That's right. Uh, yeah, go get your EP40 shirts, nationgear.ca. Elias Patterson's numbers right now. We have him on the screen, but for the podcast listeners, at the time of recording this, 22 games played, 12 goals, 15 assists. Those are absurd numbers that we're seeing from Elias Patterson. Hey, credit to JT Miller. JT mm. Miller had a really strong road trip too. And again, like not to gloss over, you know, Patterson. We'll talk about it in a sec. But Miller, that pass to Kuzmenko, catching oh, the Sharks sleeping on a line change in overtime. There just was awful in just about every way it could have been that pass to Andre Kuzmenko to set up Kuzmenko for the winner. That was unbelievable. That was an unbelievable pass. And Kuzmenko was up to 11 goals uh, on the season. Now I love, I forgot. I saw the tweet last night, but it's like when JT Miller goes out there for overtime, you're either winning or losing the game in that shift. Like yes. that's the way it goes. And uh, the Miller OT experience, great pass uh, to set him up there. Catch uh, the San Jose Sharks sleeping a little bit, but I tell you what, I got graphics. I got stats. Let's get to some of this Patterson stuff. Let's get to the uh, Pedersen line scoring rate right now because you mentioned it. That line right now, the way that they're playing, it's kind of ridiculous to watch what this team is doing right now. Let's get to uh, the first one. This is from Mike Kelly, NHL. Uh, does a lot of work with some of the uh, analytics communities. Uh, some good stuff there from Mike Kelly. Um, there are 49 lines with at least 100 minutes played at 5-on-5. Five five. None of them have scored at a higher rate than the McKayev, Pedersen, Gizmanko line in Vancouver. I mean... Line is scoring a lot at 5-on-5. Five five. You talk about the, the even-strength goals that Pedersen has up to this point in the season. Man, I tell you, this it's been damn impressive to see what they're doing, and this line's really starting to click. And and I've seen some people ask about this, and it was actually asked to me in the mailbag this week, like, could Brock Besser go to that line? Is that going to be better? And right now, you, you can't break up this trio. No. Like, you can't break up this trio the way they're playing. Something is really working with the way that these three players are playing together. Stefan Roger has a write up right now. Yeah, I mean him we're talking today. We're not uh Okay. We're not uh, we're barely on speaking terms, me and Stefan Roger. Okay. Uh really good article by him today, Stefan Roger over at Canucks Army. And it's about how the Pedersen, Kuzmenko, Mikheyev trio has been the best line in hockey. As of late and right now, they are playing like the best line in the NHL. So they Top the league in goals for per 60 as a line. It's it's unbelievable what they're doing right now. Like, they're top of the league by a pretty wide margin. margin. Uh, basically, what it comes down to is they're scoring nearly a goal and a half for every 10 minutes that they spend together on the ice, that trio. That's unbelievable. And that's through 132 minutes uh, of a sample size. Second place is the St. Louis Blues with Josh Levo. Yes, that Josh Levo. Ryan O'Reilly and Brandon Saad. Um, and again, they're only averaging 5.89 goals per 60 minutes. That's the second best line? That's the second best line in the the kuzmenko pedersen uh, Mikheyev trio is 6.38 per 60. Jeez, so 5.89 is the second. Yeah, uh, no, this was five, like the funny way that Mike Kelly tweeted this out was like, 
uh, goals per 20 minutes. And I was like, well, that's an interesting, interesting way to approach it, I guess. But, yeah. uh, well, it's like us saying, well, the Canucks have won four of their last five. Yeah. Don't include six or seven in there. Seven, uh, yeah. and then 5.8 goals is third, uh, with the Florida Panthers line of Kachuk, Barkov and Verhage. Corey also said, I missed this in the chat. The shirt is awesome. to come with a free hot dog. Tell you what, I catch you wearing this shirt down at, uh, that's Costco right. Before the game, five free hot dogs from me. Yeah, we really want to start selling these shirts. I think it'd be cool to see them around. More. I love these shirts. Yeah, yeah they're great shirts. Uh, okay. Uh, Sorry, that trio. That's yeah, okay. The St. Petersburg line. What do you think about that? Let's Saint see that in the chat. Petersburg. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the goals I don't think against... Mikheyev played for uh, Ska, though. No, he didn't. He didn't. He played no. for uh, that uh, that team with the little dog with the pointy nose. You're asking the wrong guy. Avin something? Avin, Avingard. Okay. Anyways, uh, so the line, what makes them so good is, again, not just the goals for per 60. It's also the goals against per 60. There, they rank 26th best in the league, 17th amongst lines that have played at least 100 minutes together. And again, when you consider they're the top offensive line, a lot of those lines ahead of them on the defensive side aren't top offensive lines. So this is what makes them so effective. This is what makes them the best line in hockey right now. Ilya Mikheyev, I believe he was asked by, it was either Patrick Johnson or iMac, both friends of the show. Sorry if I mixed up who asked well, it. PJ, not really a friend of the show. He's texting me all morning. PJ's a friend of the show. Um, he, they asked Mikheyev and Kuzmenko about Patterson and Patrick has, Patrick Johnson has a fantastic write up right now about uh, Elias Patterson and kind of that line. He has it up. Uh, he wrote it during the road trip when he was getting all those, those quotes, which was great. Um, and in there, I believe it was in there. Ilya Mikheyev basically called Patterson the brain of the line. Like he was like, he's our brain. Like we know where to go because he knows where we're going to be type thing. Like that, that's kind of what Mikheyev was saying was that, Petey's the driving force on that line. And again, you think of line mates that he's had success with. Like, I was looking at it and just like, he was effective with Goldobin and Louis Erickson when he broke into the league. Elite. <laughs> like, that was who his line mates when he broke into the league. Okay. And you then. You he's got super similar numbers. Kuzmenko in his start, Goldobin. Similar time. Okay, similar we're numbers. Not, we're not doing this again. No, I'm saying similar numbers as, as Goldobin was doing when Patterson broke into the league. So. Uh, okay. Smart players work well with Patterson. <laughs> they do. And again, this is my point is that the common factor here is that the, the Canucks best line, like the lines that have been the best in hockey. And I'm not saying Goldobin, Pedersen, Don't and Erickson. Don't make me get the Goldobin cards out. I'm not saying Goldobin, Erickson, and Pedersen was ever the best line in hockey, but Pedersen scored like 10 goals in his first 10 games, playing largely with those guys as his wingers. So my point here is that the lotto line which was one of the most effective lines in hockey and was the best line in hockey, I believe, for a good two or three months during the 2019-20 season. They were the best line in hockey, and now you've got this line, which right now is playing like the best line in hockey. The common factor here is Elias Pettersson's playing really well, yeah, and he's playing with too. a lot of confidence. And again, that's what leads to this two-way success. Like you, you get people who you know, maybe don't watch the Canucks as much, think that this is what the idea that JT Miller was the center on the lotto line that's not how it worked. JT Miller took the faceoffs and then they switched immediately um, when it came to playing defense. Like Pedersen took the defensive responsibilities of a center in that year. So again, it's not like this two-way play from Pedersen is just falling out of nowhere. Like people have been talking and writing about this for a long time. The difference now is that he's playing against top lines and it looks like he's going to be doing it consistently now. And again, like I know the top line thing has only happened with the past three or four games. I've been impressed with that, but you you watch this line play 
And you have to think that this line's success is going to stay even in this top matchup role. Yeah, Alex, maybe you can pull this one up, the Pedersen line stats, just watching what these players are doing together. I, the interesting thing for me is, and I think this comes a lot from, not this one, Alex, the other one. Come on, Alex. The other one with nice. uh, the Pedersen line together. Really they, nice. I just think the interesting part, and yeah, not a great looking uh, graph, graphic here from my end, so I'll take the L on that one, but... The, the note that I wanted to bring up was the high danger shot attempts with this line. Right now, clicking at, uh, I got to zoom in here, 63.93% yeah. of the high danger shot attempts yeah. are being controlled by that line. I mean, they are putting up, a, you're making it worse, <laughs> Alex. <Jeez. laughs> anyway, Don't be mean to Alex, he controls uh, yeah, everything. He's, he's got me again there. <laughs> but uh, no, I think that's the impressive thing for me is how much this line is doing a good job of getting to the net. And I remember we showed the, uh, the Pedersen shot chart last week. Uh, on the show and how he's really shooting from all over the ice, right? It's not just one spot where he's getting his shots off. He's getting it from all over on the ice. I bet like, you know, and I'm going to have to look at this in the next, uh, basically after the show finishes now, cause I have to see, I'm very curious to see where the shots are coming from, from Kuzmeko and Mikheyev at five on five, because if you see so many of these high danger shot attempts to me, it's like Mikheyev's getting a lot from the slot. Uh, Kuzmenko's getting a lot from that left side of the net, and I feel like I, this is without even looking at where they're actually coming from. This is just like what I feel like, and I think a lot of that is coming from Pedersen's work at beating a player in the offensive zone and then creating a really good passing lane to set up for a high danger shot. And that's why the this line is not only like just like listen, they, they've been really good together. I think like their on ice shooting percentage is like eighteen percent, so that's not going to stay there. But at the same time, I don't think that it's just relying on these long shots, getting lucky and beating goaltenders. I really think a lot of this is coming from the process of getting to the dirty areas. And this is a trio that's working together really well at that and also creating some stuff on the odd man rushes as well. Like this has been, yeah, this is a lot of fun to watch. And I don't think you can break this, uh, this trio up right now. I will be interested to see what happens with Brock Besser and potentially getting back on the Horvat and Miller line because they weren't that great to start the season. But I also think JT Miller wasn't as great to start the season um, so I'm curious to see what happens with Brock Besser moving forward there. Uh, and the other thing with lineup combinations, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this uh, before we get to the poll here. Is Bob Colson getting in anytime soon? What's going on there? I mean, he's, you know, three games now uh, has not been in the lineup. I mentioned it three game win streak. You don't want to really change so much of what's going on there. You also don't want Pod Colson sitting for a very long time either. So I'm curious to see what happens, which player might come out. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a little surprised. We haven't seen, like, I think Huglander has been, he's at his moments where he fits in on that top line or not really top line anymore, but when he fits in on that line with Horvat and Miller, yeah, he's also had some moments where he doesn't really fit in well. And I'm curious to see what pod Colson might look like in that spot. I think that might be the spot where he comes in, which is crazy to think that he goes in and, you know, out of the lineup one night, but then playing in one of the top six lines the next night. Um, so easily, but that's kind of the versatility that the Canucks have with this lineup. I think that's the spot where Pod Coles might come in here soon because I don't think Huglander's been like he's been fine at times, yeah. but I also don't think he fits extremely well with that uh, duo there. I think Pod Colson would fit. I think he would too. Another big body to, you know. But the but, thing is, Pod Colson just hasn't had it this year with uh, with some of his shot attempt. Like his shot hasn't been there. His playmaking hasn't really been there. It's been a. It's definitely been a down start to the season for Pod Colson, which is unfortunate, man. We talked about this on the show, how much, how high were our expectations yeah. for him coming into the year, right? So, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, like Cody Severson threw out in the stanchies last night. Did a great job on the stanchies. Yeah, he's, uh, he's I muted him in the chat. The line the line was uh, best with apologies to Chris Faber. Uh, and he basically said, like, Faber didn't track KHL Corsi to watch Pod Colson sit for four straight games. No, I know. I read it. Um, and he no, what else I read in, that, in the standing? Well, we're talking about the standings here last night. 
I send Cody this. I put all this work in. I got the dog. I send the yeah. whole thing down, and all he does is talk about the dog rating. And you know what? Include one. And what do you I see what? in the comments? Where's the dog rating? Where's the dog rating? Where's the dog rating? Did people really want the dog rating? Fire Sievertson was trending on uh, <laughs> yeah, Canucks okay. Army last night. It was yeah, it was unbelievable, is what it was. I'm pretty sure people really liked the stanchies that he wrote last night. Uh, I, people well, have been people have been getting mad at Wyatt. I'm not sure if it's a bunch of his old editors you making burner choose, accounts. You pick and choose the the comments you saw. What did I see yesterday? A okay. lack of people weren't happy about the dog rating. People were mad that Wyatt uh, Wyatt has a high word count, and it's not just me who wants less work to do. Yeah, those are all your burner well, ones in there. No, they're not. I. I I don't mind editing the long stanchies. Sometimes I'm just like, man, how does Wyatt get 4,000 words in here? Cause I, in a 2-1 anyway. game. Yeah, 2-1 game and it's 4,000 words. You know, it, it works though. It works. I, hey, I, I got it. a big, huge prospects report because it's a Monday one. So let's, well, we hang have on lots of time to talk tomorrow. Hang on a sec. Whole hang question. on, hang on, hang on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. One thing that I... Wanted to put on the radar so that we don't forget it and the listeners can hold us accountable if we gloss over it if the team keeps winning. Mm. Something to consider. How does the team starting to win games and how does the team starting to win games affect them with their trade deadline approach? How does it affect what's going on with Bo Horvat? Mm. Bo Horvat's still scoring goals. Yeah, everyone's talking about this, though. Let's get to some. I know. I'm, I'm saying everybody's talking about week. it, and we're not going to talk about it today, but... I'm putting it on the radar, and I'm not letting people think that we forgot, and we're just like, oh, they're winning. It's great. They're okay, going to make the playoffs now, uh, which they might. We'll talk about it because, hey, don't look now. They're in a better spot right now than they were uh, when all those changes were made last year, and they got the Bruce bump. And right now, it feels like they're getting their own little Bruce bump right now, but it's not a Bruce bump. It's just them trying. And again, like we, we said it when it happened, but I can't reiterate this enough. Bruce didn't deserve everything he's been through this year from the outside noise well the inside noise i guess you could call it but bruce didn't deserve to have his systems and all that stuff questioned by media and stuff and i'm not criticizing the media i'm saying you know we have to ask him about that obviously and players talking about structure and stuff like the players said it the whole time that it was it was about them figuring it out and i know they don't want to throw their coach that they like under the bus but like it looks like they're starting to figure it out and i don't I, I don't know if you can see it. I don't see a huge change in systems or anything that's led to this or a change in structure. Like, 
The players are just trying harder, it looks like. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I just keep my keep my I think you're getting um you're getting some strong play from your top players. I yeah. think you're getting a little bit of depth adding in. Uh you're still lacking the goaltending. So I mean like you know, special teams is starting to click a little bit too, right? Like the, the penalty kill is not letting them down. Remember how much JT Miller talked about how this team wouldn't be that bad if their penalty kill could like yeah. do anything at yeah. the start of the season last year? They make the playoffs if they you know, if everything goes that way, if their penalty kill started to pick it up. But again, they're sitting at like, well, last time I checked, like 67% or something like that yeah. on the penalty kill. You can't do that and be a playoff team, no matter how good you are. Bruce looking over my shoulder again here on the, the old YouTube here. <laughs> I love that we're, we're like, Bruce didn't deserve that. And Bruce just was pissed at you last week. I love that. Oh, yeah. He wasn't happy with no, me. That's funny. Anyway. Okay. I think we're cool. We, we're cool. No, yeah, he, yeah, he wasn't actually over. pissed. He was. It was just really funny that he kind of snapped Well, he gave at me you. the stare, though, too. He was frustrated. Mm-hmm. He was just frustrated. He wasn't mad Not at you. Not that stare, Alex. The, the no. worst one. We'll get you, we got to get Alex the, the other screenshot. Okay, before your prospects report, no, Atlas Goods question poll question. Too. Yeah, yeah, get yeah. that. Uh, okay, our poll question brought to you by the great folks at Atlas Goods. Go to atlasgds.com. Use promo code CC15 for 15% off your first order of Pop rinds, these are the best fresh pork rinds straight from your microwave or air fryer. Low carb, high protein. What more can you want, folks? Check it out. Uh, AtlasGDS.com. Locally owned and operated company. Our poll question today, who will finish the season as the team's leader in goals? Let's see what Alex goes with here. I, our, I know where Alex is going. I've, our I can options, feel his vibe through the, through the screen here. Our options yeah, are, are Bo Horvat, Elias Pettersson, Kuzmenko slash Miller slash other, and as always, I'm angry. Now, I went with Elias Pettersson, personally, and Ooh, that was Alex. the popular vote. Alex went with Bo Horvat. 36%. Elias Pettersson picking up 55% of the vote. Andre Kuzmenko Miller slash other picking up 4.7. Uh, Angry picking up 4.7 as mm. well. Where are you going with this? I'm saying Elias Pettersson because partially I still think Bo Horvat might get traded. I think that's what, and then I quote tweeted that and said out the same thing. I was like, are, are people voting for Pettersson because they think he's going to surpass Horvat or are people voting because they think that Horvat's going to be gone? And yeah, I tell you what, the way Horvat's trending, it is going to be very difficult to keep this guy. I mean, well, this is a conversation I want to save for another day, but I, I want to answer this question with the thought that both these players, and all these players on the roster here to the end of the season, I, I think it's Bo Horvat, man. I don't think Pedersen's going to catch Horvat if they stay if he stays the whole season. I, I just think Bo Horvat's scoring at such a ridiculous rate, and it's not like he's slowing down either. He's continually scoring, and I also think that he's not picking up a lot of garbage goals right now. He's scoring like... Almost every goal that Horvat scored this year is like, you know, when the team's down by one or up by one and needs a little insurance goal or the game tie, the game winners. Like, you know, Horvat's scoring a lot of huge goals, not really putting up a lot of empty net goals at this point in the season. I, I just think that he's he's going to be hard to catch. I, I can see Horvat touching 40 this year for goals. I mean, 35-plus feels like you're you're making a conservative guess at this point, honestly. Like, he's he's getting 30. That's for sure. Yeah. You're talking 35-plus, 40-plus at some point. Like, man, this guy's going to get paid in free agency, so maybe he isn't here at the end of the season. But at the end of the year, I think he finishes with the most goals out of everyone who's on this roster right now. I don't think – and tell you what, Pedersen's been great. He hasn't really clicked on the panel, on the power play just yet. But uh, what he's doing at 5-on-5 five five is also ridiculous too. So both these players, I think, are going to have pretty strong seasons. And Pedersen's really turning on right now. But I feel like Horvat's had it, you know – He's been revving his engine this whole season. Pedersen's really starting to do it over the past few games here. But, um, yeah, interesting run right now. And I think it's a good poll question. Another good poll question there that I put together. 
I'm shocked that Alex isn't angry. I thought he was going to be angry for sure. Yeah, so check out atlasgds.com, our friends over at Atlas Goods. I think across the board, Bo Horvath's probably finishing with more goals. Like I don't think Bo Horvath's scoring touch is mm-hmm. going to go away when he joins a new team because I think whatever team acquires him is going to... They're going to know what to do with him. Know them. exactly what to do with him because it's been a very good example made in Vancouver of what to do with him. Mm. But like part of you is just like, man, JT Miller's still putting up points, so if they hadn't extended him... There'd be interest. You probably wouldn't get as much as you're going to get for Bo Horvat. But again, that's because Bo Horvat doesn't have a big extension attached to him. It's just, it's a tough situation because you look at it and you're like, you don't want to lose the captain of your team, right? You don't trade your captain when he's, you know, leading the league in goals or, or really close to it. Jason Robertson's just on one in Dallas this mm-hmm. year. But it, it is just an unfortunate situation is what I keep coming back to is like, yeah, they've kind of put themselves in the, put themselves in this position and, They'd have to get creative in order to somehow flip Miller and, you know, keep Horvat. But again, like Miller right now is building up his stock, right? Like you at least look at it that way, right? Like, yeah, the other thing point streak or something for him right now. The other thing, and I'm gonna throw this out there. When at least Pearson's contract expires, he has a $10.5 million qualifying offer. And the Canucks are happily going to sign that. He's going to get paid more than that. I think like Pedersen's not coming in. Under ten, I don't think on his next contract when the cap is up or about to go up by about ten million, I don't think P's coming in under ten. I don't think so either. But I don't. I think he's in the ten area. Sure, but right now, anyways, you see what he keeps doing though. Sure, yeah. Again, consistency has always been the name of the game for him, right? And uh, again, just throwing it out there that ten point five is the qualifying offer number. Yeah. I so mean, clear I the books now. I figure it out. There. Yeah, I mean yeah. that that is the tough thing to imagine. Like you know. I think the worry is, like, what happens with the future of Pedersen? Like, he's going to have to see some sort of direction from this team. And I think that's why, like, looking into, you know, the Horvat trade option and certain other options with these players, like, you wonder what the the goal of the Canucks is moving forward here with their direction. I think that means a lot to Pedersen, too. So, you know, if for him and his situation that he's been in, just getting on the one bubble playoff run, like, Pedersen can't really deep down, like, believe that, this is the core that believe that he thinks gives him the best chance of winning Stanley Cups down the road, right? So it, it will be interesting to see everything moving forward with uh, with Pedersen, his contract, and obviously, yeah, I think he's going over 10 mil if he keeps playing at this rate, which is funny because, I mean, think about how slow he started last year, right? And everyone was like, oh, like, you know, this $3 million thing might turn out good for the Canucks, and it's like, oh, or it's a three-year deal. I mean, it's going to turn out good for the Canucks, and yeah, clearly you're now you're looking and you're like, man, it would have been nice to lock him up for eight years at uh, – you know, eight and a half to nine and a half million dollars because you'd be laughing pretty hard right now. No kidding. Like, and I mean, we've, we've talked about it since it was signed, right? Like, we, we've been talking about it for a while. Anyways, okay, your prospect report. Go ahead. All right. Alex, get the sleeper cam uh, ready. No, but Alex, don't zoom in on me here, Alex, because I bit my lip. That, yep, yeah, that. Did uh, you see that? There's a crow coming crow in Crow just, just like, uh, almost hit the window. Can't see him on the I camera. The but. Don't be zooming in on my face here, Alex. I bit my lip in my sleep, and it looks disgusting. So, yeah, keep me out here. Oh, yeah. Just bring my face up on this for the prospect report, please, Alex. You can bring me right up here. All right, go ahead. Okay, I got a big old list of stuff to get through here on the prospects report. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. You know what? I'm going to have a quick little sip of uh, energy. We got the Sour Patch Red Berry today. <laughs> Can't see it on the screen yeah, there. I don't think Alex cares very no, much. No, it's fine. <laughs> see, yeah, I told you Alex is angry. Too. Okay, too big, Alex. Too big. <laughs> For the podcast listeners, Alex has made the Vancouver backdrop. Our camera three has Faber's background. This is beautiful, actually. I kind of like this, but no, you can <laughs> see my lip. I got to cover it with the mic. It looks disgusting. I bit right through it, and it's all, uh, it looks gross. I told you, Alex, yeah, bring me out here. The people don't want to <laughs> see this. Okay. 
<laughs> Enough with the camera tricks. Go ahead and give your props right. for it. Let's go. Oh, let me catch my breath a little bit. This is a big one. All right. Jonathan LeCare Mackey. What did I say about him last week? Or no, I didn't say it happened over the weekend. Got a head injury. Um, early early indications sound like it could be a concussion, um, but I haven't followed up. I'll follow up in the next uh, 24 hours here and find out for him. But he's got a new coach. Uh, Jure Gardens, they fired their coach over there in the Osvenskan League. What do you think about that? Well, that's a little drama over there in Sweden. Drama. We're paying attention to it. So they got a um, the one of the former um, national team coaches. He's now coaching the team, so a little bit interesting. And this guy apparently likes to – I seen. Some, I was asking some people who follow the SHL and, and Swedish hockey closer than I do. So he likes to play the young players. Be interesting to see what happens with Karamaki here. Hugo Gabrielson, remember him? Defenseman, he's back from shoulder surgery. Uh, he's back on the ice. He actually started playing on November 16th. I just haven't noticed because he hasn't put up a point yet in Elsvenska. But he's playing. Uh, so he's a couple weeks into being back in the lineup. Two minutes and 20 seconds for Elias Pettersson, the DPD over there uh, on Saturday in the SHL. Six shots for Philip Johansson in an SHL game on Saturday. 19 minutes and 25 seconds of ice time. Victor Pettersson, he had his third assist of the league season on Friday. Uh, so it's nice to see Pearson. He's not playing a lot of minutes over there, the right shot D, but he's uh, at least he's like playing in a pretty good league uh, and getting an opportunity to be in the lineup uh, and play a decent amount. I think he's still sitting there on like 10 minutes of ice time per night. Who else we got here? Aiden McDonough. Big weekend for him. Two goals and one assist and a 4-6 loss uh, to the West Michigan Mustangs, who they, they've been a good team over there, West Michigan. they got some players, uh, some NCAA free agents. If I ever get a chance to write this article, I've got a good article about top free agents from the NCAA. But McDonough, he is now fifth in the NCAA for points, 21 points in 14 games. Jackson Dorrington, he's on a two-game point streak as well, so good for the defenseman over there, the sixth-round pick for the Canucks in the most recent draft. Pointless weekend for Connor Lockhart. I mean, he played, but he didn't have a point. Uh, 8-2 loss to Oshawa and a 3-2 win over the Ottawa 67s. Uh, Kirill Kudryatsev, two assists and a 10-6 loss against Hamilton. These scores in the in the OHL over the weekend – People might have seen this popping around if you're on hockey Twitter, all that stuff. There's that sickness. Remember, it went through uh, went through Connor Lockhart's team a few weeks ago. It's crushing the OHL right now. There, there are teams that are missing their whole defense core, whole forward group. You got, you know, coaches' kids are hopping in the lineup. Uh, you know, if you're e-bug goalies, they're playing forward. Everything's all over the map right now. I think the other day I saw I saw Michigan, um, the University Michigan Wolverines. They had a they had their third string goalie playing forward the other day. I saw that. That was pretty fun. Uh, Danilo Klimovic, he was a healthy scratch on Friday. That's his fourth healthy scratch of the season. Not a good look, um, but he did have an assist on Sunday against the Wranglers from Calgary. Uh, so Klimovic, uh, nice to see him get, get back in the lineup and uh, put up a point as well, five-on-five five point. Good to see for Klimovic. Anyway, he earned it. He worked hard on that assist. He, uh, you know, he banged around in the corner a little bit, came out with the puck, set it up, secondary assist, but he worked for it. He worked for it, which is good to see. Seelaw's uh, in Sunday's game. I tell you what, where's Seelaw's stock going? Down. Koskenbo, he's going up. Seelaw's uh, 37 saves on 41 shots and an OT loss on Sunday. Dalia's getting a lot of starts out there now. It's for quads. I don't know what's going on. We got Jeremy Calton coming up next week on the show. Got to have a talk with him about what the heck's going on out there. <laughs> uh Koskenbo, he's the third goalie for Harvard. But I tell you what, he's got so much talent, you don't even need to play him. That's the thing about Koskenbo. He's so good, you, you want to save him for uh, for playoff time with uh, Koskenbo and Harvard there. So that's what done? I got. Yep. Okay. I want to quickly get this in. Big weekend there on uh, prospects, I tell you. We talked a lot about that trio, but we got to give some love to Ilya Mikheyev, I think. I think Ilya Mikheyev's been fantastic. 13 points uh, through 19 games, 6 goals, 7 assists. For a guy you signed, and again, relatively low cap it for that production. He's basically doing Mm. what people 
thought and what analytics people think Connor Garland's doing for this team. Uh, that that's not a shot at actual analytics people. That's just a little inside joke. Yeah, you don't like your friends. analytics. I know you. Don't. Well, some of our friends like uh, really like Connor Garland, and uh, we always try to poke a little bit of fun at I them. I tell you, Connor Garland, you should be making ten plus thirteen plus if thirteen and a half uh, was what the uh, the analytic model said that he should be paid. Jeez. Uh, anyways, we're not going to get into that. My point is, Ilya Mikheyev is playing pretty well right now. Six goals, seven assists through nineteen games. That is good production. Uh, from a guy not making a lot that much money, that speed, his speed, his speed is hard to cover. Right, that's the hard thing to do with him. He's he's got that speed, and it's something that is, it's at hey. a level where it's game breaking. Right, and you come like you combine that with like you said with the uh, whatever, not friend of the show PJ said what you know he's talking and he said he's the what do you say the brain of the line? Yes, yeah. I mean, you put the brains with the speed. And hey, like you got uh, Kuzmenko doing his thing. That's a good little combination. You mm- got there a lot of fun on that trio. Mikheyev. We talked about when he signed here his two-way game, his penalty-killing ability, but especially the two-way game, we talked about how, yeah, he's going to be a really good two-way winger. He's been that for this line. Like, again, Andre Kuzmenko's two-way game is, is, is getting better. He's learning the NHL a little bit better, but it's not as great as Pedersen. It's not as great as Mikheyev, but those two guys have kind of led the way, right? And again, I know Pedersen's the one that obviously leads the way as the center on that line, uh, and as Mikheyev himself said, the brain, but... I think McKay needed some love there. No, and I think that's the thing. If you got two forwards that are like strong defensive forwards, that's all you need on a line, right? Especially a top six line. You have two guys you can really trust in your own zone. You're feeling good about how much possession you're going to have, and that's what that trio is doing right there, playing good together. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that way wrap up. Get to it. Let's go. Well, the, you know what? Here's the thing. All these oily boys that come at me and they say, blah, 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 blah. Why all this talk about Broberg? You don't like Broberg. Our prospects are the best in the world. Here's the thing. I got a good bet for all these oily boys here. The Oilers, I got them to win tonight against the Florida Panthers and the over in that one. I got them outright winning over 5.5 total goals. Money in the bank plus 225 on that if you take the Oilers winning tonight. They're going to hit the over at 5.5. The, the Panthers have like, they've crushed the over at 5.5. The last seven games they've hit the over. Uh, the Oilers, they hit the over all the time because they get scored on a ton and they score a ton of goals. And here's the thing. Connor McDavid, how many games has he gone without a goal? More than Bo Horvat. More than Bo Horvat, exactly. He's gone three games without a goal. Connor McDavid has. What happened last time Connor McDavid went three games without a goal? Claude? He scored two. Scored three goals. <laughs> uh, and this last time he went with three games without a goal earlier this season. So I'm saying I got the little, I got the Connor McDavid to score two or more goals tonight at plus 450 and the sprinkle, the little sprinkle. On him getting a hat trick tonight at plus twenty five hundred. So those are Betway, 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 Betway bets of the day. Got three today. They don't pay me extra for three bets, but they should. So Betway, Betway, Betway. All right, Betway. People set the over on me saying Betway nine point five. I must hammer the over on that every time. Betway. Okay. Uh, we'll wrap it up there. No, I wanted to ask one more thing about okay. uh, about your about one thing, Alex. You can pull this up here. I, bought, I got this in the intro. Um, have you noticed uh, the worldwide listeners that we have? Quads, have you ever looked at this? You don't do that. You don't do any work. If you you show up here and you just talk into the mic, I do all the work behind the scenes here. The worldwide listeners, Mr. Worldwide, they could they could call us here, uh, or Mr. Worldwides. Anyways, both of us, worldwide listeners. We got listeners all around the world. I just wanted to thank everyone. I was looking at the podcast. You know what, like Australia, where we got here, 2.17% of our listeners coming from Australia. You know that? Two percent of our I listeners. Didn't know that. I have cousins in Australia. That's uh, one out of every fifty listeners of this show. I don't think it's my cousins. It's not your cousins. No, it's the Australia. Well, my uh, cousins 2%. live in Australia. Yeah, uh, whatever. But seven uh, percent of people 
from uh, United States as well. Shout out to the people down in the States. I hope you had a nice uh, weekend. 0.3% of our listeners from Japan, uh, as well as New Zealand, Taiwan, Germany. If you're listening to this, we appreciate it. And this is over the last, uh, I looked over the last week, as well as Sweden. I know the Swedish people listen to the show. They love, I do Philip Johansson updates. I give you those. They love that. I know that. I know that. I love the Swedish people too. That's good. I'm, I, my next language I'm going to learn is Swedish. I like it. Yeah. How many languages do you speak? Quads? Any? Uh, well, English. Right. Um, pretty well. And I I know very little French. I know very little Spanish, and I know very little Italian. Mm. But like, I can understand all three basically uh, to some extent. You know what I hate when people say that when you're like, oh, I speak another language. They're like, hey, say this or say something in Italian. Like, yeah, I hate totally. When, when people are like say something in French. If you yelled at me to say something in English, I'd be like, I'd have two words for you, yep. but I don't know those two words in some of the other languages. Except I do in Italian. Okay, anyways, we're going to... That's a... I, didn't, I never learned the uh, swear words in French. I learned French in school, so I never well, learned the swear words. Can we swear on YouTube with No, no, language? no. We got... The kids are on here, too. You can't... I know. I know. I know. I'm, not, always, I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna... You're look. always trying to get the yeah, swear okay. words out of me. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not doing that. I, I know that's what you do on the Patreon. Yeah. You say, shoot the bleep on the Patreon. I yeah. said, okay. Okay. We'll close it out there. Wrap it up. Go get your EP40 shirts, folks. Uh, Nationgear.ca. There we go. A couple people in the chat, too. Dan from Sweden, I believe that is. Uh, and Lisa from the United States. We know, Fantastic. We know Lisa, of course. But Lisa's yeah. barely... The, she's just... A, you could throw a rock down and tell Lisa, look out. She's just down the... Just <laughs> she's down the, the I-5. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll close it out there for my co-host, Chris Faber, who wore a fantastic shirt on today's episode. And our technical producer, Alex Allard. I'm not sure what he's wearing. He's pissed. My name is David Quadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Canucks conversation shout out sweden what the hell's going on here (laughs) thanks for listening to canucks conversation delivered by doordash hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode how about keep it to a thank you jim